been a minute. I have some explaining to do. God, I was planning a uh, my wedding during a pandemic. Got married. Uh, came back. Went on a honeymoon. Came back. Bought a dog. And then got COVID for two weeks. So I've been on the uh, DL for quite some time now. So my apologies. We're back. Um, and this past weekend, we're just going to dive right into it. Um, actually, you know what? Before I do so, we got a new co-host here. We got Amy Bites. Amy, introduce yourself. Mamie Bites. I'm actually Tony's older sister. Um, I know a lot about sports, mainly because my husband makes us watch ESPN all day long. Biggest hockey fan in the family. Biggest. Uh, well, she likes the Cyclones. I like the Cyclones. Big, big capitals fan. I, I prefer the NHL, let's NHL's be honest. Awesome. But... Uh, I don't know anybody who knows more about the uh, Cyclones than Amy for some reason. <laughs> Actually, when we were like talking about Amy coming on, she wanted her name to be Buzz with Fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing we need to It's a segment. So, Buzz with Fuzz. So one thing we need to do eventually is like, Amy Bites. The Buzz with Fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I got her on here. She's going to be uh, a co-host in here uh, helping me out. Um, so basically let's just get into it. This past weekend, um, was a kick to the groin, um, take my heart out, stomp on it, put it in tears and then set, put, dump gasoline in that bucket and then also set it on fire. Um, disappointment, um, all around Cincinnati, obviously elephant in the room, Joe Burrow goes down, um, absolute havoc going on in the Bengals locker room, apparently as of uh, Wednesday morning for some reason, no idea why, but, um, and also, um, the UC Bearcats getting absolutely bent over in the middle of a, um, the college, uh, football power rankings. So starting off, we'll go with Joe Burrow. Um, I don't even know it, but we need to talk about Zach Taylor too. Well, Zach Taylor um, is I, I wouldn't even know I don't even know who to blame. You can't really blame anybody. It's something that just happens in football. But um, one thing I can't go unannounced is how many years we have ignored um, the offensive line issue. Um, I mean, Andy Dalton. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Andy Dalton is not a bad quarterback. I mean, he needed an O line. He I mean, he just beat who did they beat the. Dallas beat uh, the Vikings, is that right, this past week? And, um, and I mean, the guy's actually not that bad when you give him an offensive line. Uh, so, basically, what we did this past year is we, got, we drafted a franchise, basically ahead of the entire organization, to completely rebrand, start over, and give the Cincinnati Bengals a brand new chance. Um, the guy played unbelievable for the first nine nine games due to the fact that he's been sacked 32 times in the first eight, nine games. That's unbelievable. And I can't believe that Zach Taylor or, again, it's not even Zach Taylor. It's the front offices at Cincinnati that don't want to spend the money on an offensive line. And, I mean... It, well, and he stuck up for them. He's, like, sticking up for them instead of being, like, what... What the hell are you doing? Exactly. Exactly. And and also, what, what actually really pisses me off and what really, you know, fires me up is um, I, I people have different views on paying running backs. I'm not one of those guys. So what we did this past offseason, I think Joe Mixon is unbelievable, but we decided to pay him $48 million for four years. 
I think Joe Mixon is one of the best running backs in the league. However, paying... What was that? Agreed. Yeah, paying running backs, it doesn't... There's no meat to the bones. Yes, Joe Mixon puts asses in seats. I hope the best for Joe Mixon. I don't think that paying a running back actually helps us. So we paid him $48 million where we could have found some other running back... um, P. Ryan, he's he's doing just as I mean he's doing great. Um, who who we pay two point five million for four years or something like that, and then we can you know go throughout our entire season um, and spend that forty eight million dollars on an offensive line to protect our face of the fr- of, of our entire franchise. So my my thing is after looking at the statistics and to back my argument of paying running backs. And what good teams do. We look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They have Clyde Ed- Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They paid him for for four years $10.8 million. The bu- and they're, they're sitting at 9-1. The Buffalo Bills, 7-3. Devin Singletary paid $3.9 million. Packers, are, with Aaron Jones, paid him $2.6 million over four years. And they're 7-3. The Seattle Seahawks are 7-3. And, and Chris Carson... Yeah, uh, over the past four years, is getting paid two point four. We paid Joe Mixon forty eight million for four years, and we're two seven and one. The Cowboys paid Ezekiel Elliott ninety million dollars over six years, and they're three and seven. The Panthers paid for Christian McC- sixty four million for Christian McCaffrey for four years, and they're four and seven. Are we not seeing a trend on what works and what does not work? There's two exceptions in the league. I would give. I would say Dalvin Cook, because and. and Obviously, Derrick Henry. They paid him over, I think, $50 million. But that's because they surrounded their entire offense around Derrick Henry. Um, that's my opinion there. I think I, I think we could have spent that money. And, and again, I love Joe Mixon. I think he is fantastic for the city. But for buying wins, I think you need to spend that money on an O-line or at least one extra offensive lineman. Um Instead of uh, a running back. Because behind a good O-line, you can put anybody back there. Well, I do think, though, because I am a big Joe Mixon fan, but I do think that with the 2021 um, upcoming draft, aren't we, what, pick three? We're pick three. Uh, Well, depends on how we end. With Ryan Finley, we're probably going to get another first-round pick because he's absolute garbage. But I feel like we can go O-line. We need to go O-line for sure. There, but I I don't know. I'm a big Mixon fan. I feel like he kind of brings the same vibe that Ocho brought in, and I feel like for Cincinnati we need that. And with um with Joe Burrow, I I saw a tweet that Mixon put out. He's like Joe to Joe next year. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like we need the two of them in Cincinnati to like get the vibe up, and then. And then we need to go O-line, and we need to really get our O-line our, strong. It, it boils down to our offensive line. And the fact that our front offices are so damn cheap that they won't protect. They drafted a uh, 23-, 24-year-old running back, uh, our quarterback, and didn't get the offensive line. We were sticking with Bobby Hart to protect him. That's unbelievable. And then we go into... Um, how uh, there was an interview uh, with Joe, I think it was like the third game. Oh, or no, it was after the Eagles game. He got knocked down like 19 times. And they were like, Joe, how you feeling? And he's like, I mean, I'm good. And, I mean, he's a 24-year-old kid, but that doesn't last in the NFL when you're getting knocked down 19 times a game. It's unbelievable. But I really think 
Um, I mean, now, I mean, there's opportunity coming up for the Bengals. Um, people blame Zach Taylor. I hate his reaction on how he, 100%. Uh, on how he reacted after Joe Burrow got hurt. What do you mean next man up? I get he's trying to move on. Oh, we still got business to do this year. Of course you do. But, damn it, you spent your first round draft pick, and basically this dude's face is all over the, the town of Cincinnati, and we're just, oh, next man up. Dude, show some damn empathy. Or, or when he, what, didn't he say something like, well, that's just kind of how it goes. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't go like that, especially when you have an offensive line. Um, it, it's one thing after another, and then we get the news that hell is breaking loose over the, um, in the locker room, and you know what, that's culture. I, I don't think Mike Brown, um, I don't know, I, maybe just the front office is Zach Taylor. I don't think we have the mentality of a um, – or I don't think Zach Taylor had, or, or the front offices have a uh, mentality of a winning culture. So I think that really affects the players. And then you've got people, um, like Amy said, like Joe Mixon, who's out there and he's just the light in the darkness, you know. Or Joe Burrow, who's that same thing. Or T. Higgins, who's oh, another person. T. Higgins, person. Huh? Yeah, T. Higgins. I'm t- so if you're if you're a betting man, or and you're wanting to um, win some free money, always bet the over for T. Higgins on yardage because the guy's gonna cover. Um, say what you say about the Bengals, but Bengals actually do cover. But they, um, but but T. Higgins. I mean that dude has shown up uh, day in and day out. Tyler Boyd is another one who show in day, day uh, week in week out where they are catching third down third down conversions. Um, T. Higgins, I think he makes big plays. And all he said was, I like the fact that Joe Burrow trusts me and he throws it up to him. Um, one guy that I think needs to it needs to go, an unpopular opinion, uh, A.J. Green, I think I don't think he cares anymore. Um, I think he... He was asking to get traded. Yeah, and I don't think he... Uh, I mean, after we played, I think it was the Colts, when Burrow threw an interception, when he wasn't even running after the guy, I mean... I think I, I think that's inexcusable. Also, um, a big thing about him that really bothers me is um, he's not catching passes anymore. Um, now, now AJ Green's never been the one to be like, "Oh, I'm going to beat this guy on the outskirts. I'm going to outrun him." He's always been catching in traffic, right? So, but nowadays when he is open or we do throw the the ball to him, I mean, he's dropping passes, um, and that's the rare occasion that he is open. Um, Instead of Dalton just lobbing it down to him, and that's probably why he flourished. But yeah, I don't know. Well, talking about T. Higgins, um, I do love. So I'm gonna quote something Chad Johnson tweeted out to him because he's like, um, I fucking love it. Not only is he wearing 85, but he's keeping the legacy of getting fined alive too. Dude, Chad is the man. <laughs> he's amazing. He's like bribed the referee with twenty dollar bills because they don't like one dollar bills. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> Chad Chad Ochocinco is. Um, the thing you gotta love about him is he just like stays a Cincinnati guy. Like That's he lives amazing. down in, in Miami, and then he wakes up, he eats his McDonald's, and then he just like he is with the Bengals through through and through. Um, uh, that and plus I think he is guiding T Higgins a lot. So, I I agree, and I like that a lot. I mean, he tried that same thing with John Ross, and it didn't work because John Ross quote unquote wanted to get a new start in a new city. Get out! Can't catch a football. <laughs> and then he wanted to get traded like he had actual value. Um, <laughs> dude, you're the fastest guy in the NFL. You should be able to do some more stuff. Um, that's all I got on the uh, the Bengals this week. Um, Wait, 
I want your opinion on Ryan Finley. Oh, yeah. Ryan Finley um, is the perfect man to get us a second round pick. Or second, <laughs> second round pick. Or uh, number two draft pick. He oh, is the perfect God. man to lead us to that, uh, that situation and pick up that offensive lineman. Or hell, a defensive lineman. Um, number one, I, I think number one, we do go offensive line. But, I mean, our defensive line, does. we have no pressure on the quarterback. Um, and, I mean, if you start putting pressure on that quarterback, you're taking off of our, our boy Jesse Bates back there, who is having a stellar season. But you're taking some pressure off our, our DBs. Um, and, and then you really don't need to, even need to settle for all these high-paying uh, defensive backs. So that's just uh, that's another, another bit there. But um, I saw y- yeah. something that um, Joe Burrow was pressured at the third highest rate in the NFL among quarterbacks. Yep. I mean, that's what you That's do. crazy. And for us to just be like, well... And still throwing 300-yard games is unbelievable. He's and then amazing. for Zach Taylor to come out just the way the game goes. Oh, my God. Yeah. First off, the game... I, there are injuries, but when it comes to, I mean, settling back in the pocket and then you get blindsided or somebody gets pushed down, one of your offensive lines get, lineman gets pushed down, and it goes into your knee, and then your knee is completely obliterated. One big scare, that's not That's not something to be, oh, whatever, to someone to brush off the table. But what, what needs to be, I think, said is people are doubting, oh, Joe Burrow's never going to be the same. Joe Burrow is 24 years old. He is going to bounce back. The guy's mentality, remember game one, uh, his first very first game, he had a stupid mistake where he tried to, like, flip the ball or, or he tried to shovel past something and got intercepted. The guy thrives off of... Proving others wrong when it comes to his failures. The guy, the entire season, has been has made it very, very well known that if he makes a mistake, he's not going to come back again. Or he, he's going to come back again and he's going he's gonna to improve it. I think this year, or next year, if hopefully, hopefully he's back by game one, I actually don't see him uh, being, you know, demoralized. I don't th- see it affecting his game. Uh, maybe the one part of his game that it'll affect will be the scramble part, which he does very well. Um, I don't think that's going to define him as a, I don't as think a quarterback. So. He's, he's pumped to come back. Oh, that dude, he is an absolute fire. I mean, the dude is uh, one of the most motivated guys that you will ever see at, at just looking through social media. Um, so, so no worries there. Um, one thing that I, I would like to jump into is our UC football Um I know I made a post about it, and and we got some some feedback on it. But college football and, and our UC Bearcats, it, it seems like we are stuck in a rut. And we got Luke Fickle, and I think Luke is unbelievable. I think he, um, I'm hoping to God he sticks around, but chances are I think not in our favor. So one thing that really pisses me off is no matter what school you are, let's say let's say UC goes undefeated this year. Which is very possible. Let's say they go undefeated. And we are ranked number six or seven. Probably seven because it, it, it seems like we don't have any room. We could do whatever. We could win every single game, have a perfect season, and still have no shot at the national championship basically because our name is an OSU, Alabama, or Clemson. I think. I, the, well, yeah, there's so many things out there that is like. You know, we should not be playing BYU because we're not. it's not going to legitimize UC at all. All it is going to do is put um, 
BYU out there and it's just I mean it's just what they want to do with the BYU thing is so stupid it's not gonna legitimize us it's gonna legitimize our opponent and that's just mind you I don't think BYU will even play us because of the fact that they turned down I think Washington Washington wanted to play them which is a credible game for BYU and they turned them down and they got their quarterback going out there with any time any place any team around his head. Well, you are a hypocrite because you just turned on Washington. Yeah, they're, they're, it's stupid. And it's not going to do anything. It's not going to improve our chances of winning any national championship or anything. It's literally just legitimizing it, BYU. And, and what pisses me off is I just don't understand why college football has to be so... We have a four-team playoff. Okay, well, in those four teams, Alabama, Georgia's always up there, Clemson... And Ohio State are obviously going to get it, get in there because they play hard teams. I get that. I totally understand that. And they should be in the in the national championship because they do play the best teams. Or they should be competing for the national championship. What I'm saying is they should de- they need to extend that playoff to at least. You can't tell me that if a top ten team is undefeated, they don't even have an opportunity to compete for the national championship. And and it is about money. But you know what's what's the best recruiting style or what what's the best way to get a nice recruiting class? Win a national championship. I don't give nobody gives a shit if you go to the Orange Bowl or the Tostitos Bowl or the Belk Bowl. Nobody gives a shit about that. Mm-hmm. You win that, big whoop. Who gives who gives a shit? It doesn't. It, it's not the national championship. Um, and these kids go into college and they start their their season and no matter what they do, Des Ritter, our quarterback. He, no matter what the poor kid does, he's basic. It's basically a waiting game for him. He could win every game, and we're just waiting for Ohio State or Clemson or um, anybody, any of the top four, to lose. Mm-hmm. And then you look at a team like Texas A&M, who is ranked fifth, and they are in the same division as Alabama. They lost one game, and they're right there. I mean, they're ranked fifth, and they're not going to have an opportunity because of that one game. And they are a very—they could definitely compete for a national championship. Um, it, it, I just think it's very flawed. I don't think it's very—it—it's um, it, kind of hard when you get to the this point of the season where UC is looking at an undefeated season, and we're looking at settling for an Orange Bowl or something stupid yeah, like that. And then what's the what's even the point? Um, but yeah, it's stupid. I don't know. Um, I think we should get into, uh, the buzz with buzz. <laughs> like, for sure. Like, context. We need to get something for that. <laughs> context. Like, buzz. Who's got, like, the deepest voice you know? The buzz with buzz. Um, yeah, Amy, tell us about I mean, our, our clones. Listen, okay, so the Cyclones are starting their season, um, in January. They are doing the... ECHL came out and they want to do a split season. That's the only way they are going to. <laughs> That's the only way they're going to allow the season to happen because they canceled everything else for the remainder of 2020. So starting in 2021, the Cyclones are gonna have their season. I think it's January 15th. As long as Daddy Dewine allows. As long as Daddy Dewine says. Daddy Dewine. We don't want to get spankings from Daddy Dewine. Daddy Dewine has to allow us. Um, yeah, it's it's January 15th, and they're going to have a 62-game season. Um, it should be pretty fun. So Mason Mitchell, he signed again. 
big fan of Mason Mitchell. If you know me, you know that I love the hockey stuff. Give I us numbers. Like, okay, Mason Mitchell, number eight, Justin Big, 46, and Jesse Schultz, number 19. They're so good, and they're all coming back. Not to mention that we have a um, hometown duo coming. They are both Cincinnati natives, Chris Crane and Jason Tackett, so that'll be fun. I'm just really looking forward to the upcoming season. I mean, our kids, are those those boys, especially coming out of Cincinnati, playing at the Gardens as a kid, I can imagine, are going to put the biscuit in the basket a bit this uh, this coming season. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, our clones. But really, what are we looking forward to? I mean, hopefully, again, as long as Daddy DeLon allows us, we can um, – have our Wednesday night uh, dollar beers. Dollar beer, dollar hot dog. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, uh, really pushing for that. But yeah. hopefully we can do that. Who knows? We'll um, see. I, I think, I mean, I went down to a Bengals game this past, well, what, what was it? It was, it was like, a couple weeks ago. It was the Browns game, right? Um, weird, very weird vibe. People aren't in the screen, screaming who they or whatever it is, but um, it's just not the same. So I'm really hoping that we can uh, get back to that, but... Um, I mean, if you're going to – we went down to Grail and we couldn't even stand up. It sucked. But um, – oh, Yeah, now, I mean, you can't even do that after 10, so. Yeah, Daddy DeLine's watching. He's watching. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's basically what we got today. Uh, Amy, you got anything else over there? I don't think so. I mean, just catching up on the last couple months. Oh, yeah, last months. I didn't even get into – I actually had a podcast ready for – and I, I recorded with Nick. It was really good. Um, it's just the wedding got in the way and – it was crazy. And it then COVID happens. knocked us out for a long time. Yeah. Well, that's that's basically it. But I, I had a, I had something on the Reds and David Bell and how much I think he um, basically, um, how do we say it, doesn't trust his lineup because he switches it every damn, damn like, depending on the pitcher. So he doesn't trust his batters. But um, I guess that's a, that's a story for another day. Uh, but I did have another podcast. I just didn't drop it because I didn't get to edit it. Um, and it was really good, um, but I need to get Nick back on here as well with it'll be oh, Nick yeah. and Amy. That'd be fun. That'll be a fun one. Um, but yeah, that's basically what we got here. Um, I'm gonna be posting. It's not gonna be necessarily every Tuesday, but it's gonna be kind of just when we when we can do it. But it's gonna, definitely gonna be hopefully once a week. Um, other than that, that's basically all I got mm-hmm. today. Um, think of anything else? I don't think so. I think um, outside of. There hasn't been much going on. No, that's basically it. I think yeah. also, oh, the rebranding. So basically what we're going to do is um, it's going to be turned into outside of Cincinnati sports. So it's basically going to be um, – I, I, I'm a hockey fan, so I'm big, big in oh, – Oh, we love the Predators. Love the Predators. I love Washington. Yeah, so that, it'll turn into hockey. It's going to turn into um, talking about how the, uh, the Browns are um, – somehow winning games, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, teams outside of Cincinnati, um, just because there is a lot to talk about with that. Um, and, and I do feel like since people in Cincinnati, there's a lot of different – not everybody is diehard Bengals. You find – I mean, for some reason, Dallas fans are literally everywhere. It's so bizarre. Steelers. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to be covering, like, happy stories about the Steelers, but I'll tell, yeah. I'll tell it how it is. I mean – they got a squad this year who's 10-0, and but have they played anybody? Uh, they played the Titans. Um, who did the Titans lose to? Oh, the Bengals. Um, also, they played the Ravens. Do the Ravens play good in, good in 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 big games? No, they don't. But they're 10-0. They're doing their job. So I, I can't really – until they play a real team, I think they play the Bills coming up here, I really can't say much on them. So, uh, but, but that's the kind of content we're going to be looking at, um, as well as 
Um, you know, I, I made a, uh, a special tw- or another Twitter account just for Anchor Down. Um, and it's, it's just a lot of fun. Also, another thing we're going to be doing is big, I'm, you know, big into, uh, like parlays and, and sports betting. So, um, Mm-hmm. That, that's going to be coming up here as well. But oh, this, gosh. Yeah. The, the boys bet on golf like you wouldn't believe. Golf. That's oh. another one. Yeah, we need it. That's another so one. So much golf. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, be, we'll be touching base on that too. But anyway, that's all we got today here. Thanks for anchoring down, Cincinnati. We'll see you hopefully next week. Um.